Hi, everybody. Um, this is podcast number five. I can't believe how quickly we're racking these up. But um, so it's Terry and Claire. And today we're really lucky. We've got Izzy from um, Suffolk Rape Crisis with us today. Um, Claire and I are trying to get around as many of the support services that offer um, support in Suffolk to find out a little bit more about what they're doing generally, but also about specifically what they've been doing since COVID came into um, our lives. Um, so welcome, Izzy, and welcome, Claire. Hi guys! Hi, thank you. Thanks for having me. You're very welcome. Um, I just I just mentioned to Izzy earlier um, that quite often Terry and I are always talking about um, services, and we always bring up Suffolk rape crisis. So it's we're really grateful to actually speak to you directly today. So thanks ever so much, Izzy. Um, no, that's absolutely excellent. We love to hear that you're recommending our service. So we're more than happy to be involved. Oh, brilliant. OK, so I guess we'll kick off with just asking if you could explain a little bit more, Izzy, about your service and what you can offer um, to people out there. That'd be great. Yeah, of course. So um, Suffolk Rape Crisis is a feminist organisation. And um, so we work across um, Suffolk County as a whole and we provide um, various support. I'll go into it in a moment um, for any women or girl um, over the age of 14 who's experienced any type of sexual violence um, within their life. So it doesn't it's really important that it doesn't have to be recent and um, it could be historical it could be um as a child or you know it could and it also doesn't have to be a certain type of sexual violence and i think that's really really important to get out there um any type of sexual violence if you've experienced that then you are absolutely welcome to to use our service i think that's really um, i think that's really important to mention actually because of um obviously the name of your service makes it sound like mm -hmm. that's the only thing it would offer so that's really important thank you Izzy yeah and and I think as well we still definitely those are questions that we still get from um women who refer into our services because of the nature of the work that we do there's a lot of stigma still attached and um, sometimes it can take a while for people to understand or recognize what happened to them as being sexual violence so it's very important for us that we give everybody that time and that space regardless of what their experience um has been yeah okay brilliant I mean, in terms of then more specifics, so like what we actually offer, we have we have quite a few options, actually. <laughs> We're really growing, which is fantastic. And um, so I think probably the most common is that we provide um, counselling. So we provide um, up to 25 sessions of um, counselling and that is completely free. Wow. And that will be with one of our um, specialist counsellors all female of course and we have various counselling locations um, across the county so we can get to as many women as possible. We also have a newly launched outreach service which launched three weeks before yeah. coronavirus <laughs> <laughs> so that's been fun um, and so that is for more practical support so day-to-day -day support um, we can help with housing benefits, um, universal credit, that type of thing. Yeah. Um, and then we have a helpline, which is staffed by our volunteer team. Um, and that's for people who are just looking for, I guess, more informal support. They might want to call in to ask some questions and get some resources. They might not feel ready for a formal counselling, but it's a nice place to offload. Um, so those are our three main services that we uh offer regularly 
And then I think we'll speak a bit about coronavirus, but we've, of course, had to adapt some of our services in light of this new normal or whatever people are calling yeah. it. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Um, yeah. So, I mean, that's great. It sounds like there's there's almost almost um, different levels of support depending on, on what that particular individual, that particular survivor um, needs. So that's that's amazing. Um, but yeah, you, you've mentioned COVID-19, coronavirus. Um, so what have you guys been doing to um, to make sure that I'm, I'm assuming you making sure that you can still support all those people that need your support um, when you can't physically see them anymore? Yeah, I mean, we're very proud of how holistically we've um, worked in in light of coronavirus. So we identified what we thought the key issues would be, and we tried to like plan for for them the best that we could. Um, and one of the main things, I don't know what we knew before Christmas, honestly, <laughs> but we um, we trained all of our counsellors on online to provide online support. Brilliant! Um, wow. So we already had. Um, online counselling through laptops and we had our um, counselling rooms set up and the driving force of that to begin with was accessibility some people can't get transport Mm -hmm. you know to include disabled women in our client groups Um, but it actually was the handiest thing when coronavirus kicked off and we already had that support so we very quickly got all of our counsellors trained on um, on the online world and so we've been delivering counselling um, online and most people have just smoothly um, moved over to the uh, online world if that's comfortable for them yeah um, we also have launched some brand new services so we got some feedback from our client user well from our client groups really to see what they would like um, and we've launched some more um, online support so we have a a private Facebook group mm-hmm. so women who are on the waiting list can get support from other women and it's run and moderated by one of our outreach team we have a virtual coffee morning which happens every Monday and um, which is just a chance for them to drop in offload talk about how their kids are driving them crazy <laughs> whatever they need to talk about um and we have also launched a um, weekly yoga session, which is free as well. So women can, it's run by a survivor for survivors. So oh, wow. there's special, yeah, the special grounding techniques in there. Um, and that can be rewatched throughout the week as well if people don't want to join live. Um, and then we've also launched a monthly book group as well, which is in the evening. Um, and we had our first one last week and it was it was a it was a success. So we were really, really proud um, of those services. So just trying to create more safe online accessible spaces. Um, we've really been trying to adapt to what people need from us and that that more informal, quick support seems to be mm. uh what people have wanted so we've we've tried to deliver that's yeah. i mean that sounds absolutely awesome and it's certainly something that we can take back to our champions um who i mean i had no idea all those things were going on is he so that's that's really brilliant and uh, well done you guys for offering all of those things during lockdown um what's the situation with your stats so would you say that because of COVID-19 there's been a drop in referrals or a rise in referrals how how have things panned out so far Mm. it's been really it's been really hard to measure actually um and one of the things that we found is that 
what we predicted that we would have a, a big surge in referrals wasn't initially the case, mm-hmm. but instead the intensity of the work that we've been doing has increased. Yeah, so yeah. we might not have as as many people in our service, but the people who are in our service are just needing that little bit more help than we would have previously have given. That's really so, interesting. That's been very yeah. much, very much the same with the IDVA service, actually. Oh, really? Yeah. So I think... I think that's that's actually quite hard to measure because the work that we're doing has increased, but, you know, the numbers possibly don't reflect that. So we've been trying to be as creative as possible in terms of our monitoring and evaluation and how we kind of look at that. But our general stats at the moment, we have 21 women who have paused their counselling. Okay. Um, because face-to-face isn't suitable for them if they have children around, if they don't have a safe space mm. at home yeah. um, or they don't have the tech or the um, Wi-Fi to be able to, to do it. Um, we then have uh, on the waiting list at the moment, inclusive of those 21 paused clients, we have 137 women on our waiting list, which obviously is higher than it normally is, but that does take into account um, people who are paused and we have have had trouble filling some slots if online and the times aren't suitable for people in this current climate. Um, Our referrals, they have, they've stayed like a pretty steady increase. Um, We haven't seen a massive peak, but we also haven't seen a drop. So we've got, we have about seven referrals a week, um, which is, and that tends to be like, up that was definitely up from last month yeah um but it sen- tends to stay quite quite steady really as in counseling referrals um and we've actually <laughs> we've just got a new app that does all of our referrals online um so it it basically makes the process easier for people to self-refer so okay. we're kind of expecting or we're hoping that 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 means that people are a bit more confident and um, referring into us and feel that it's a much smoother process than it may have been before. Okay. Um, so w- roughly what percentage of your client users um, have suffered um, or experienced domestic abuse, Izzy? Because that's obviously something that we we know that there's quite often a connection. Um, and we um, had the same discussion with survivors in transition um, regarding this. And it, I think it's really interesting if you've got any stats on that. So we don't. Although we do, it, it's it's hard for us because when we when we talk about sexual violence and the work that we do, and um, we are often put kind of I think sim- in government in society very similar. So the domestic abuse support and the sexual violence hmm. support is is often entwined. And whilst we appreciate we know that that is there is a very very strong correlation. Um, at Suffolk Rape Crisis, we tend to work on more of a not more of a but we have this empowerment model where we would only take information like that if clients were happy to provide it right so I don't have across the whole spectrum I I can't say what the exact percentage is but I can give you some really interesting stats from the Centre for Women's Justice who are doing some really important work at the moment around how coronavirus is affecting women across sexual violence and domestic violence. And I think they anticipate that where there has been sexual violence, like 68% of the time, it will have been accompanied by some form of domestic violence. Mm -hmm. So with those numbers, we could probably uh, infer that a high level 
you know, about yeah. three quarters almost of our service users, whether or not they've identified it themselves and they bring it into therapy, there has probably been a level of domestic abuse that they have experienced um, alongside the sexual violence. I mean, that's interesting what you say, because of it, Fiona from Survivors in Transition very much said the same thing. It is dealt with mm. as a separate issue. Um, but obviously, quite often there is some there potentially has been some kind of connection of, of some sort. So mm. that's really interesting. Thank you for that, Izzy. Um, no, no worries. Terry, did you have any other questions? Yeah, I was just really going to ask. Um, you mentioned a bit there. Obviously, people can self-refer. Um, where would somebody need to go to, to know to, to be able to do that? And also um, from a... Um, I guess a professional's point of view, I mean, our champions training is very much delivered on the basis that, it, you know, we don't just want people to think about sexual violence and domestic abuse with their clients. We want them to think about that as well with their family and friends um, and mm. neighbours. And I think that's one of the big messages from COVID is that we need to all be looking out for, for each other. And, um, you know, it's not always e easy for these people to reach out. So um, where would somebody go either from a professional point of view or from a from a personal point of view to find out more information about um, Suffolk rape crisis and how to refer in and what's available. Yeah, of course. So um, our social media uptake in this time has been, um, it's been really great because we've had time to focus on okay. streamlining our referral process. We've also, I'm very excited, which really does show how long I've been working from home, that we've got a new, um, we've got a graphic designer on board and we've got a brand new um, website on the way, which we are very excited oh, brilliant. about. Okay, great. That's cool. Um, I know. But at the moment, um, people can self-refer so they can either give our office a call um, and you can get all of our details across our Facebook, our Twitter um, and our Instagram. Right. Um, we also have, in terms of our website, we've got this brand new app. So it's literally you just click on the link, you fill in all of your details and the form comes straight through to us. Um, and then we would get back in contact with you within about two, I say we, we say two weeks, but it, at the moment, it you know, it can be a little bit quicker. Um, and then we will start the process of identifying what support um, a person may, may need depending on their situation. And that also works for... Um, Ooh, what's that? Um, agencies. Oh, so okay. if agencies want to refer into us um, or they identify that somebody they're working with might benefit from our support, there's also a um, link on our website, which is specifically for agencies. Um, they can send all the client's details into us. And again, we can get in contact with them and the client to get the, the process starting. So definitely our website is a good place to start. But if people want to give us a call, we will, of course, take that over the phone if that's easier for them. OK, that's, that's, really that's great. Really it sounds, cool. sounds like you guys are, have um, almost yeah embraced the opportunity to, to advance all the technology side of things. And I think that is one of the one of the great things about what's happened over COVID is we have all just had to just adapt and find new ways of doing things, which hopefully makes it these services all much more accessible, especially when you I mean, you mentioned um, disabled women. And then in Suffolk, we've also got that um, the, the problem of rurality as well. Mm -hmm. um, so the more accessible all of the services can be, the, the better, really, I think. And that's something that COVID seems to have made us all do a bit quicker than we would have done in the in the normal circumstances. <laughs> yeah. Oh, absolutely. I think we've been talking about, you know, implementing some some changes and um, 
you know, just kind of expanding our services um, for a while. But really, when coronavirus came around, it was we had two choices. We could close our services and or or like limit them or we could actually think a little bit outside the box. And it's been such an amazing learning curve, (laughs) not just for us as an organization, but for us in terms of working in Suffolk and what the like you say the rural aspect and what groups we're not reaching and how could we better um get out there so we've actually yeah of course there's always always setbacks but I do really feel that we have tried to embrace this time um, and that's you know it's being reflected we're getting amazing feedback from women about our new services so we we feel we feel really proud actually and that's a lovely lovely place to be yeah. in, in this strange time it's great it's Brilliant. great to great to talk to you and great just to hear such you know a message of, of, of positivity in terms of that support can can still continue and still be really effective and um you know have really positive outcomes um ha- help have positive outcomes for for people so it's it's really good yeah, thank you, Lizzie. And um, when Terry and I decide to uh, set up our next conference for all our champions, or whether it be virtual or whether it be in a big room, um, we'd love you to come along and perhaps talk a little bit more about some of the challenges that you guys face. Um, it would be really nice to to invite you. So hopefully you'll accept our invitation. <laughs> absolutely it would be lovely to carry on the conversation maybe if we're in an actual room together who knows when that will happen yeah (laughs) thank you so much izzy i really appreciate both terry and i really appreciate this and and like i said when we when it comes to us delivering training we are able to share a bit more information about you guys and what wonderful job you guys are doing so thanks ever so much no, thank you so much. I love this podcast idea. It's such a <laughs> such a nice way to get snapshots of information out. So thank you so much for having us on. We really, really appreciate oh, the support. You're welcome. Oh, you're you're welcome. very welcome. Okay, okay guys. We'll thanks ever you, so much. See you all around in the virtual world soon. <laughs> we will. Thank you. Take Bye. care. Bye. Bye.